She hears Laurel, Yanni, and a few other voices. It's your mental health coach, Heavy Cream. Hey, bud. How are you? I'm good. I threw your grinder profile in there a little bit. Did you? Wait, how? Mental health coach. Oh, coach. coach. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm a sports coach. Oh, right. On okay. Grindr. Yeah. Only for athletes. I play sports. Mm-hmm. They ask me what kind of sports, and I say, is ping pong a sport? Dry sports. Dry oh, hum- I thought you were going to say water hum- sports. Dry humping? Is that a sport? Driving <laughs> is not a sport. Um, well. Water sports is, I've said it once, I'll say it a thousand times, bored. That's so yesterday. <laughs> but, you know, speaking of yesterday, <laughs> I don't really know how to transition from that. <laughs> don't you have a question for me? I do have a really important question for you. Um, how do you take your tea? With cream and two sugars. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and I have another important question for you. Okay. How's your head? Well, um, so sometimes I get into it a little bit and then I can't really be in the moment. Mm-hmm. And But then, um, you know, I woke up this morning and it was okay. Um, and also bald so uh-huh. your head's bald yeah uh-huh. it is mm-hmm. well according to rate uh my ex-boyfriend uh-huh. uh, your head is very poor it's a 3.2 on a scale of 10 <laughs> who so, your ex-boyfriend rate your ex-boyfriend yeah. oh great is that a site rate your ex-boyfriend.com yeah no Oh, <laughs> are you kidding me? That would be okay. Also, a wave of like horror swept over me, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then a wave of acceptance because I was like, "Absolutely, my head is a three point two. Yeah, for sure. I give up like in five minutes. I'm like, okay, it's fine. I don't know what to do with this part of it. Like, let's get to the main attraction. I have somebody. So this is a very special podcast of uh, Cream and Two Sugars. Yes, we have our favorite drag queen. That's right. It's the month of May. And um, speaking of drag queens, Uh uh, it's May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Yes. And we have a really special guest to talk about this today. He is a licensed marriage and family therapist, a sex counselor. Uh-huh. A pastor and spiritual guide. Not a sex guide. A family man. Well, no, right. Well, <laughs> that's true. He's also a family man. If you want to bring in recordings of what you're trying out, he'll watch. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So he's also um, he's also a family man. Mm-hmm. And I just call him Big Daddy uh, that smokes the cigars that you see. Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's welcome to the show Larry Green. Hi. 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 <laughs> wow. Larry Green. He really you is a drag so queen. You <laughs> right now. Oh, my God. I thought that was the required opening comment. Hi. <laughs> Larry Green. Do, wait, does everybody say that when they start? The, all the guests? Um, I feel like I could remember, like, four. Fairly common. Yeah. Hi. Now, Larry listens to our podcast because he likes to I know what them. people are demented. And then there's, <laughs> there's like, maybe one other person that listens to it. I right. think Larry is our... Uh-huh. So you're going to go home and listen to this. And you're going to be like... <laughs> Well, I have to wait for like five years because you take so long to put it up. No, we don't. That's <laughs> that's a lie. It comes you're, out on Monday or you're Sunday. You're a liar. Your defensiveness, a your defensiveness is an indicator. That's a lie. <laughs> now we do forget sometimes to promote, uh, put post the promo. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it, that may come out on Thursday or Friday. But uh, the actual podcast is available on iTunes as early as Monday usually. Available where? <laughs> on iTunes, Google Play Store, and YouTube. Where I've heard people. Say Say, maybe we should transition to this wherever you get your podcast, but I don't know where else to get your podcast. Are there other places? We'll research later. Sure. SoundCloud. <laughs> there's other places. There are other places, but we chose the, the ones that are important. So. Okay. Great. Mm-hmm. Great. So, uh, Larry, how is your head? 
Uh, hopefully better than a 3.2. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness, yes. Now, wait, what do you call it if it's with a straight couple? Head? Yeah, you still call it head? Yeah. Like you dolls? give your wife head? Yeah. Huh. She doesn't like it when you say that, though. Yeah, that's weird to say. Yeah. What, yeah. what is the preferred term? It made me feel weird. Eat me. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Alice in Wonderland, we are not in Oz anyway. Wait, what is Alice that? in Wonderland, we're not in Oz. Well, because she gets the okay. candies that say, eat me. Uh, okay. You can do the, 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 the technical term, you know, conolingus, but that's just not conolingus. sexy. Uh-huh. Right? In the moment. Fellatio. Would you fellatio me? Is that how you say it? Fellatio. 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 I know. When you no, say fellatio, I hear... Nails on a chalkboard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Turn off. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Well, you know, something else that gives me kind of anxiety, you know, in addition to nails against the chalkboard or somebody uh-huh. saying, hey, girl, would you like some fellatio? Um, <laughs> hey, girl, would you like some Hey, fellatio? girl, you want some fellatio? <laughs> like, um, no that, thanks. I'm good. Often? Yeah, a lot, actually. Oh, really? Oh, really? my gosh. That's interesting. Yeah. And you turn it down? I don't believe this. <laughs> Well, so, uh, you know, we wanted to kind of talk a little bit about social anxiety. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we have several friends that struggle, myself included, with, uh, you know, social anxiety and kind of trying to understand uh, what are the common ways of tackling that sort of challenge. I know for myself, I... And if you go back, I don't think she would mind us saying this. Rachel Bowen talked a little bit about her her, her Mm -hmm. social anxiety. Um, and how she like has to deal with it before she can perform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What was it? The crying game shower? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> she, was, she said she takes was, a little shower. I was so I was like so high that I just... <laughs> were you high? <laughs> well, that's how she she does it. She just <laughs> yeah, she gets really high. <laughs> <Stop thinking. laughs> no, it's medicinal marijuana. Medicinal. She marijuana. has marijuana. Mm-hmm. I, I just use quaaludes, but mm-hmm. I inherited them from my grandmother. Well, I just use Mexican Viagra. <laughs> my answer to that challenge. For you. It's great. Uh, that would give you like, more anxiety, moment, that's I for feel sure. like. <laughs> does, does it give you longer staying power? No, I don't no. I don't need longer it makes staying you, power. It makes you present. Uh-huh. I, I, well, I've got to deal with this right now. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in the moment. That's right. what you do. Yeah, so that's kind of the trick, right? So I've been I've been kind of um, playing with this game with myself where I try to try to find what I call contentment in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm, if I'm focusing on something in the past or I'm focusing on something in the future and it's sort of giving me this anxiety, <clears throat> you know, if I talk to this person, he's going to react this way. Or if I say something and people don't find it really hilarious, you know, how do I deal with that? So, you know, which by the way is everything I say. So, the, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I say for example, people don't right now, find anything right hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> we were so funny last Thursday. I thought. Anyway, okay, go ahead. But you I try to be drunk. content in the moment. Yeah, right? like I was. Said. I was having a great time after. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody actually gave us feedback on Thursday night. It was and, kind of interesting. And they were like, "This was terrible." Well, they said that that we were mean to people. So I had to. <laughs> I did my own little poll. We I absolutely. Did. You were so mean. Kayla said you were mean. Was what? it Kayla? I don't know who said it. It wasn't me. <laughs> Kayla said you were mean to You people. don't think I was mean, do you? Only no. to Larry. You can be honest. Larry's not people. I'm living in the past right now. I'm yeah, you're living in the, the past. Contentment. I think we need to... Contentment of no. this moment. This but I did, do, I did do a little poll, though, just to see, you know, if people had, you know, had felt a little it? bit... Was I a bitch or not? Right, right? exactly. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Posted on Facebook mm-hmm. and... 
the answer was um, the answers were yes or absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I posted the same poll on Reddit, but I just got pictures of dicks in my pants. <laughs> Photoshopped people, photoshopped. Okay. Did you say dicks I don't know? Dicks in the mouth. Dicks in my mouth. You know when you post a picture of yourself on Reddit. I don't do and that. You, like ask for the photoshoppers to do. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm not. Then judging they, you. you're begging not... to be photoshopped with dicks in your mouth. Oh, basically nice. that's what'll happen. Okay. So, uh, so social anxiety. Up. Yes. How do? Who suffers from it? How do we deal with it? Well, and who it's one of the it? most common mental disorders among um, adults, according to a very common cause of DSM five, which is I don't have no idea what that means. <laughs> <laughs> the DSM is the magic book that we have that uh, that sexy. has all of these mental disorders. Uh-huh. So. I don't refer to it as a disorder because I think that sounds bad. Mm-hmm. So it's a condition that, mm-hmm. that people have. And oftentimes, you know, when you look at these conditions, it does trace back to early events that they had happen in, in their youth, in their mm-hmm. childhood. So they could have mm-hmm. it could have been something as, as simple as, you know, a parent embarrassing you in public or being in class and somebody making fun of you for the way that you look. And then that becomes kind of imprinted in your psyche and in your mind. And so you anticipate that whenever you're in that, setting it's going to happen again oh yeah so it's um it is very common and i suspect that for lgbtq folks in particular they experience social anxiety for a whole set of reasons that the straight community doesn't Mm -hmm. you know the the, just the experience of coming out being different as a kid Mm -hmm. um you know I, i was at lunch earlier today and this mother was sitting next to me and she said you know my kid just came out and he came out at school just out of nowhere she was like, hey, my kid just came out. <laughs> and you were like, ma'am, I'm trying to enjoy my Ma'am, ma'am I'm trying to have this Chinese food. Can I, right like, can I have food. a moment, it was please? Mexican Mexican today. I see, it was okay. Mexican. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. it was Mexican, so it makes it easier. To get. Yeah. Anyway, so. She's like, no, oh, she just knew, by the way. She knew who I was. Oh, okay. So, anyway, she, said, <laughs> he was he was having lunch with her, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Calm so, down. Excuse me, sir. I just wanted you to know. Take your Viagra and hush. We don't need that. We do. We don't want that. We don't actually want that. We we don't need it or want it. We don't want it or need it. Okay. (laughs) So she said, you know, he came out and then he went to school and he was actually outed by his his best friend, um, who he thought was his best friend. Mm -hmm. So told the kid he was gay. His best friend went around spread all these rumors about him. You know that he's he's gay. That means he's going to be hitting on you. He's going to be trying to make moves on you. Mm -hmm. He's going to sexualize you. All this other Mm -hmm. stuff. He's going to attack you. And so the kid was ostracized mm-hmm. immediately, right? And so now he was transferred into uh, the dual enrollment program, and she said he has isolated himself. He doesn't want to be in any sort of social interaction with anybody uh-huh. at this mm-hmm. point, right? And I think that's kind of that's that something that's very common. And is she supportive? She is. Yeah. Okay, good. She is. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, but that's kind so of so that's what like a, an instance that could be turn into social anxiety later or maybe is already yeah. social anxiety mm-hmm. yeah because oh, yeah, generally once i start asking you know well, where, That's when, intense, when did this though. happen mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. When, when i work with folks i want to know how frequent does how frequent is this mm-hmm. how intense is it how long has it been with you and so for social anxiety almost always it goes back to you know elementary school mm-hmm. with folks telling me i remember miss so-and-so making fun of me for the way i talked or the way i looked mm-hmm. and, I had a teacher named Ms. Weiner. I bet. Don't think she had an easy time of it. No, she did not. Did she not have social anxiety? We definitely called her Ms. Weiner all the time and thought it was hilarious, even <laughs> though it was actually her name. 
she got now, what over grade it. was this? This like was 12? second grade. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, she actually is my co-worker. It was in college. <laughs> <laughs> Me and the kids just laugh She's your and boss. laugh. She's my boss. <laughs> Here's waiter. Um, well, yeah. So how do you, wait, so do you have to like go back and find your source moment to like cure yourself from social anxiety or well, not necessarily. does it matter at all? Well, I think what we find is there's a pattern. And so it doesn't matter if you go back to the source itself. Okay. There's there's a pattern that exists. So if we can identify the pattern of, of what it is, almost always it's this, uh, what I call the narrative, the storyline that people are creating in their minds. So, for example, if you really don't like being around people mm-hmm. and you have to go interact at a business meeting or, or even a club going to the UC, you'll create this storyline. Or, or a podcast. Or a podcast. I'm sorry, what? I actually, or a podcast. Or a podcast, right. Yeah. Wait, to do what? Uh, wait, I'm just kidding. I wasn't listening to either of you. <laughs> you were just enjoying the moment. No. Like, oh. was, I wonder what I'm going to have for dinner. He was, no, anxious. Just he was anxious. <laughs> okay, so if we're in a social situation, mm-hmm. and we've created this narrative in our mind, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm going to this party, I'm wearing my favorite dress, everyone's going to think I look... Shitty. Shitty. That was the word I was going to use. Shitty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Downtrodden. Mm-hmm. They're going to say your hair looks terrible. You look like trash. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, you live in a dumpster. Uh-huh. All right. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Let's, we get it. We get it. We get it. That's, That's good. Well, um, I, I, I am actually kind of curious how many of these things I'm going to be like, se- like self-analyzing myself later. Yeah. Like I'm just like writing a little mental list. I'm like, huh. Okay, we're going to think about that later. Try not to, like, disassociate with the moment right now. <laughs> and uh, But, you know, um, this is an interesting conversation because this is a, the, you know, identifying patterns is also something that you sort of do when you're trying to improve a relationship mm-hmm. that you're in or even improve um, your life in terms of attachments to things that, that you know, it's attachments to unhealthy relationships, right? Right, and you actually wrote an article about this uh, attachment theory, mm-hmm. and I'd love to hear kind of a little bit more about it. What's this attachment theory all the kids are talking about? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs> None of the kids are talking about it. No one. Yes, they are. <laughs> the psychology Nobody. kids are talking about it. The nerds, maybe. About it, right? <laughs> so attachment theory is basically the idea that you develop emotional connections with people in in a variety of ways. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Uh, it starts in, in like dick ways, yeah, dick non-dick ways, ways sex, dick ways. and then not sex. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, so you develop these these relationships with people, and should be careful. He's like analyzing your situation right I now. Know. I'm like fidgeting. <laughs> I'm like he is very nervous. <laughs> I'm like plucking. Hairs. I can't tell if it's an overdose or if it's just <laughs> <laughs> too much Mexican Viagra. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, so, um, but you develop these relationships and you mm-hmm. develop these connections with people and it carries over from childhood to your adult ways. So if you really didn't learn to connect with people and trust people in, in childhood, you're going to have difficulties developing healthy relationships in the end. Mm-hmm. Likewise, if you grew up in a household where yelling, screaming, hitting, fighting, all of that was normal, you're going to more than likely grow up to be in a relationship like that. Mm-hmm. It's either the one hitting, yelling, screaming, or the one who is being hit and mm-hmm. in, in, in that cycle. Now, this is a theory. Like, it's not absolutely real. Like, global warming is just a theory. And Did you just suggest... <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
<laughs> I'm just kidding, you guys. I'm just kidding. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I believe in the Bible. <laughs> and what the Bible says is that a man shall not lie with another man. And you know why he says that? Why? Because it has nothing to do with... with Gay people having I sex. Get it. Oh my yeah. God! You're done opened a can of dicks now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it hits my face. <laughs> oh, it's like the snake thing, except it's a dick. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, snakes all in my oh. face! Oh no! I mean, dicks all in my face. Well, how do we establish healthy relationships? I mean, yeah. How do you break that? How pattern? do you break that pattern? Or oh, what gosh. are ways? Well, one, you come and pay me a hundred bucks an hour. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that actually your charge? Is, is that your true. rate? Is yeah. that your rate? Is that is that typical of like counselors mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Right. And I'm I've read cheap end. and I do. Oh, yeah. I have read too that you you know you do allow people to fill paperwork out for potentially a sliding scale mm-hmm. depending on yep. what their situation. I don't is. turn anybody away really mm-hmm. unless you're um, one particular classification of mental disorder, uh-huh. and I don't work with that one. Don't ask me what it is. The class of people is Nina Bonina Brown, right? Obviously. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> Do you know who she is, Larry? No, I have no. Oh, I just like oh, the way you said it. You know, when we Nina were Bonino, when we were debating Brown. on your entrance, Bud did have a recommendation that was related to Nina Bonita Brown. I don't remember what it was. It was Larry Green, Osama bin Laden, what the Nina Boyer, Bonina. Chapman, <laughs> Nina Bonita. How did Osama get in there? She says it in her name. Oh. That's her thing. Is she gives herself a new like middle name? I think I think she was a, that to her. She was a poster child for mental health issues, mm. for paranoia, for like. Now that and the like, whole season, RuPaul was like, "You gotta get out of your head," and she never did. Well, but you know, people do stay in their heads, and then, and that's when that's where the social anxiety comes from. Mm-hmm. Is you know, when you stay in your head too much, you're overthinking and creating all these different scenarios. The scenarios are never comforting. In therapy, we try to get them to identify other possible ideas about how things may actually happen. Mm-hmm. So if your natural assumption is it's going to be shitty, is there a possibility that there could be some enjoyment in it? Right. And yeah. if so. If you can imagine that there's going to be some enjoyment in it, then... could change the pattern. could change the pattern, mm-hmm. right. And the same in relationships. I mean, with relationships, you know, people, I think for, for, for young people in particular, boy, they rush into these things. I mean, it's just, they, they just rush right into these relationships. And the challenge becomes that, that I really don't know the person I'm with. Right. And if you would just take some time ahead of time... To really investigate and to figure out some some simple things about you know what what was growing up like for them mm-hmm. sounds like a stupid question but you know if I know that your parents were a certain way or that uh, violence was predominantly the method of dealing with things in your family that's going to give me a lot of information about knowing how you might handle things mm-hmm. when when the shit hits the fan mm-hmm. so the violence doesn't start usually right at the beginning I mean there's a grooming period. For for, uh, for domestic violence, and so they'll groom and they'll get you situated, and then they'll start usually with some very very subtle ways of controlling and manipulating. You have mentioned that a lot. I want to get what into is... this, this the signs of power and control in relationships. Mm-hmm. What are some of the signs? Uh, it, there's a lot. So there uh, there's a wheel. It's that that you can look up. It's um, the Duluth model. Duluth. 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 Like Duluth, Minnesota. Because um, that's where it was developed. Really? So, yeah. Okay. 
Isn't so, that where that comedian is no, from? No, that's not where we Nobody's listening to you, bud. <laughs> we shut She's his, from Duluth. We shut his. We shut back. back, back <laughs> oh Hello, is this thing on? Oh my well, god! I've been okay, talking so for five minutes. What is on this wheel? So uh, the wheel is about. Uh, it, it it asks you or helps you identify: uh, Is there any control or power being displayed in certain areas, like mm. finances? Um, friendships, families, mm-hmm. um, your ability to come and go as you please. I mean, there's multiple ways. Is there physical violence? Do you have access to your keys? Do you have access to your phone? Um, are you allowed to reach out and connect with others or not? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have an allowance? Which... Ooh, oh, I want that. Can I have an allowance? <laughs> How do I work on that? That would be a sugar daddy in your right. case. There's, well, there's That's a little different. Setting little boundaries different. and expectations, and I'm just hoping that one of the expectations is at least a monthly stipend. That's right. what I'm thinking. Well, yeah. no, then you and have then, to figure out how much that stipend Exactly. It's worth a lot. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Worth a lot. Without what is having it? to do anything. What is, what is it? Because you don't what want to it? be considered a prostitute, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. I think I wouldn't dare. A sugar Slash baby. My, my corner is second and third. Now, this is... This they is won't let me on Maiden University. They don't think I'm pretty enough. I thought that was Crystal's corner. No. <laughs> Crystal's corner is first and first. first I'm and second and third. Um, Kelly Kelly's corner is Maiden oh. University. <laughs> She's running the show. That's the that's the. <laughs> <best. laughs> Rachel Bowen okay. works on Thirteenth in University. <laughs> that's a good spot though. Aurora that's works on Archer in Thirty Four. Aurora <laughs> works in Ocala. <laughs> <laughs> All the main intersections oh are covered. I have to work on second and third. Crystal's relegated to first and first. Uh, and Larry works in Archer. <laughs> That's why I'm poor. I do have a friend. He lives on the corner of, uh, of 139th Street and, uh-huh. like, hell. Start, his name starts with a B and ends with a Randon. Randon, yeah. She, and there's, a, there's a church there, and she works uh-huh. there at night. And then on Sunday morning, you know, people start Wipes her mouth and... Gets stuck on her knees. Yeah, she's been working with the pastor. Bet. <laughs> very Holy closely. Hands. Very yes. closely. She's had some special counseling. Spreading <laughs> rumors. Well, you know, re- relationships, though, that are a little bit toxic. Uh, did you have a Britney Spears joke for this? He tried. Oh, my God. Wait, do you, um, uh, <laughs> on the spot, um, Johnny. I, of course I do. It's... Um, 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 if Kevin Federline or Taste of His Lips and Toxic... Mm. I thought you were going to sing it. No, I'm not going to sing it. Okay. That would be... We would get sued. We would get sued. <laughs> oh, we get sued. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Options. Brittany would come after... Not Brittany. You know what they She's take an away? She's an angel. She's an angel, yeah. but her people... Mm-hmm. Her people would come after us. Uh-huh. Well, so, you know, we want to talk a little bit about how people sort of spiral into this place where it becomes unsafe for them. Mm-hmm. Um, when they might consider harming themselves or harming somebody else uh, you had mentioned violence yeah um as a pattern you know now is this in a relationship or just period well i mean i think it's it's not just um romantic relationships but any relationship that you could be in could cause this type of scenario but sure. i don't know if that's always the factor are there other well, factors no, there, there are other factors i mean when, when we look at um well, it depends on the age. So when I look at teenagers, uh, especially when I'm looking at LGBTQ teens, mm. um, I'm looking for factors on support within the family, support within the community. Do they have a network of people? Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any incidents that would have happened to them that make them 
more vulnerable at mm-hmm. the moment. So mm-hmm. were they sexually abused? Were they sexually assaulted? In their coming out experience, were they rejected by those? Are they bullied at school? So mm-hmm. I, I, we're looking for a number of factors in that age group. Mm-hmm. And the more isolated they are, mm-hmm. the more of um, the more care we have to show for them. Okay. Uh, so they become acute. And what patients. does isolated mean? Isolated means they've begun to, uh, to withdraw, mm-hmm. uh, just, just pull away from everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of their experience... Well, I do that every other day. You pull out of who? I, I pull out of everybody. I don't want them getting pregnant, okay? Right. <laughs> so I always pull out. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for thing. leading me on that yeah, well, You're welcome. <laughs> so, you know, they isolate in various ways. But, you know, kids, kids will do a, a lot of things. And so they may start to give away certain items. They may start to... To, to do their goodbyes mm-hmm. uh, in sometimes subtle, not, not so subtle ways. Um, nowadays, they'll post all sorts of crap on mm-hmm. on Facebook, Instagram, all sorts of places that... That are indicators of the challenge or yeah. a problem. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And underlying... What do you, I mean, what do you do if you see one of these indicators? Because <clears throat> yeah. my instinct is... Yeah, um, you have, you've had it. So mm-hmm. we, both, Bud and I, I think both have had this story happen to you. You want to tell yours? Where we, a friend has contacted us. I, I felt weird about yeah. it. I felt like, and to the point where I was like, look, I'm going to call someone because I don't want, like, I can't have this on my conscience if mm-hmm. you do something to yourself. And then that person was like, no, 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 no. Don't call anyone. Seriously, don't call anyone. I'll just stop talking to you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. okay. And that's what happened. And they're fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that was the best course of action to take. Mm-hmm. Well, when, when my experience, of course, I deal with it a lot right so mm-hmm. i'm used to it people tell me all the time i feel like killing myself and you know it doesn't it doesn't mean the same thing that it means to most folks like when you hear it as, mm-hmm. as somebody who doesn't have the training in mental health you're like what the hell you know and, and there's a, a, a legitimate reaction mm-hmm. right with me it's like all right well what does that mean mm-hmm. um tell me what you mean you're going to kill yourself are you going to do it today tomorrow mm-hmm. and what are you going to use mm-hmm. you're going to use a knife you're going to use a, a fork you're going to use you know a spoon a spoon mm-hmm. a spork they're a all spork? yeah a spork would be better right? from spork. kfc you're Which, if she, they're going to kfc and they're getting a chicken pot pie they're going to die soon everything anyway. <laughs> everything should change their whole perspective also, life should change. Yeah, that's, i think that turn that frown upside right. down right you know what who needs a hundred dollars an hour when for 5.99 at kfc you can get a little five dollar meal it's Listen. five dollars not even five nine <laughs> and Let don't, just, be, don't be sending my clients there to kfc yeah. <laughs> that's my answer to the problem okay. i get this phone call and they're like girl i'm really down on myself i don't know what i'm gonna do i think i'm gonna hurt myself and i'll be like girl i'm picking you up we're going to kfc <laughs> we're getting a five dollar philip can i borrow <laughs> five dollar philip is what they call it yeah, oh and I'm, God, like, that's so, I'm like i'm like that's actually the name girl, of it we're gonna Have go you been to kfc in a while no it's i'm sorry I was just, you ruined my joke, just to be clear. Okay, so I was just going to say, girl, we're going to go to KFC. We're going to get a $5 fill-up. Do you mind if I borrow $10? <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. That was, that was worth it. That I mean, was worth it. That was worth it. It would have yes. been better in the moment. Oh, it was fine. But Bud was creating was a storyline in his head. And... <laughs> I was trying to. But you need hypnosis. 
Oh my God, we have to stop. Okay, let, let's put a pin in that. <laughs> well, okay, okay yeah. so what do you? So you're you're feeling around like how solid are the plans? If someone yeah, yeah. says I'm going to yeah. kill myself, I want to know. I want to know. Do you have a plan? Do you have the method with which to complete the plan? So does that example, mean it's more likely? Yeah, it means oh. if if they have the mo the the means and the method. If they're being grandiose, for example, I'm going to jump <clears> off the San Francisco Bridge and right. That you they live in Florida then. Then I would want to know how they're defining the San Francisco Bridge because they mean they might mean a little Gold. bridge over in Oklahoma oh, or okay. whatever uh-huh. you know where it now, may do hurt. you recommend do you re- recommend these things for the layman or is that just yeah. what you do so at, at our church we actually had a course on on how to handle this for for regular folks not just mental health mm-hmm. so what we teach there is uh, that, that if you are afraid for somebody's safety you engage them you ask all sorts of questions mm-hmm. um, you want you want to figure out how serious they are what they mean by it um, do they have the methods and the means available and what's stopping them mm-hmm. you know is it maybe a lot of times yeah I want to kill myself but I would I, I wouldn't put my parents through that or I wouldn't put my friends through that mm-hmm. Okay, and so that's fine. All mm-hmm. right, so we can talk about it. But for a lot of people, just hearing those words, I I just want to kill myself. Mm-hmm. Is, right. Is well, and I, so that's how sort of that happened to me. When my friend called me, I was he was in he was in a different place, a different location, different city. Called me, and I was on a bus in Gainesville, and I'm like. Uh, and he's telling me he's going to hurt himself, mm-hmm. and it's over, and he's saying his goodbyes, and he just wanted me to know. And I'm like, well, um, what the fuck do you expect me to do about this right now? I can't handle this mm-hmm. information. I'm not ready for that to happen. I don't know what to tell you. Um, you know, in the end, of, and I regret this. I, I genuinely regret the fact that the conversation ended so bleak. Um, I didn't feel like I could help him. I didn't know what I could do. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I the com- I didn't make him feel better on the phone at all. Um, so I don't know. Like that. Mm-hmm. So it, I think it's a, the first reaction is an emotional reaction, or at least right. that's what I. That's kind of how I handled the situation. But I think mm-hmm. what you're suggesting is is that you can you can be a little more level headed <laughs> than perhaps <laughs> I was on the bus in the middle of well, Gainesville, feeling like I couldn't help this yeah, person. Yeah, and so it, it is emotional. Um, but because I deal with it on a regular basis, it's just part of the course. And so this is just, I just put these steps into action. Now, what about Baker acting? I hate it. Do you really? hate it. Wait a second. I, I, I honest? was actually curious about this because I, I yeah. was like, before someone gets Baker, or before I like call the police on someone, which is like crazy, a crazy thought for me. I want to know the process that they're going to go through if like it's my responsibility to call the police on someone. You know what I mean? What, what, the, what the police like, are going to do? Yeah. Like, what yeah. does it mean when someone's Baker acted? What it is the process that they go through? They, they, they typically will go and figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll ask a question. Uh, do you have any thoughts of killing yourself or hurting yourself? If the answer is yes in any way, shape, or form, they don't ask any more questions other than that, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so the the person is taken into custody. They're, the magistrate approves, or they're transported to the hospital. They're being corrected by the hospital. You know, it's a seventy-two hour maximum, seventy-two hour hold. Mm-hmm. Uh, at which point they're supposed to be evaluated by a psychiatrist or mental health 
person and they may be but it's very minimal interaction that mm-hmm. they have would you suggest that the the resources there are limited as well exceptionally yeah 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 so you know i'm, I'm not a fan of the baker act because i think it's misused and it's overused mm-hmm. so well when's the right time to pull that card i think when you have somebody who uh, has expressed that they have the means the methods to to mm-hmm, complete mm-hmm. and that there's nothing holding them here mm-hmm. Um, that's the time to, to call. Right. If you can't get them to connect to something Correct. that mm. is existing right. in the real done. world, then maybe it's time to... St- right. and, and to do that, you would call the police? Yep, just call 911. Uh-huh. Um, and if, if they're in another county or in another location, you just mm-hmm. tell them where they are, mm-hmm. and they'll connect you to the 911 center there. And it's the only thing to do at that moment when it's, it's, it's not the first go-to. The first mm-hmm. go-to is to not be emotional and to try and get them to connect to, to things that right. exist. Right. Um, and then if you can't do that and they seem to have the means and the method, it's time to call yeah. the police. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, generally, but, and generally by that point, you know, my, my hair is standing up on my arms because mm-hmm. I'm convinced that mm-hmm. this is actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's when I tell them. For, for folks that I know, I'll basically tell them this. I am a mandated reporter. And by the way, every person in Florida is a mandated reporter. What does that mean? That means that if you... You feel, or if you <clears throat> suspect that somebody is an imminent threat to themselves, or they're hurting oh, you a child, have you, you have that responsibility. To, or hurting a child, okay. Or a ment- mentally unstable person or an older adult. Yeah. What are some longer-term methods that you can use to help your friends? As far as settling them down? and Yeah, uh, I mean, like, how can you, I mean, you know, so sometimes, I mean, I've been in this situation where, you know, you've got somebody that needs help, and you know they need help, but you don't know what to do. What are, you know, how do I, do I bring them, do I bring them closer? Sometimes that's hard, Mm -hmm. right? You know, sometimes you want, you only have so much energy you can put out into the world, let alone them sucking some of that energy off of you. Um, How do you help those folks long term? It depends on what their situation is. I mean, ideally, if you can convince them to go seek mental health Mm -hmm. and get some counseling and therapy, I mean, that's the best thing that you can do. Because the the challenge is if, if you get sucked into their world, too often, mm-hmm. you're going to be drained. Yeah. And, and then you you're going to be burned down. Sure. It, you, that leaves you little, and it could put you in the same risk. Right. Right. Absolutely. Right. right. What about, okay, so that's an interesting thing. So we had, we actually, Bud and I attended a fundraiser for Meridian Behavioral Health Care here in Gainesville. Is there a particular place in Gainesville that would you would recommend for people to go to? Or for them to recommend to their friends that if they need some help, well, other than other than you, okay, yeah. <laughs> me, best resource, best resource. <laughs> yeah, it depends on on what the needs are. I mean, gotcha. Merid- Meridian is the primary location for underinsured and uninsured folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those who are on Medicaid, Medicare particularly Medicaid, that's really the only place they can go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the difficulty is that they have such a high turnover of therapists that it's difficult to establish a relationship. Mm-hmm. So almost 30% of the cause of change in, a, in, in somebody mentally and emotionally is the relationship that they have with a ther- therapist. Mm-hmm. therapist. So <laughs> if you're not able to do that, you're missing 30% of the effectiveness mm-hmm. just by having that relationship. Well, and mm-hmm. University of Florida has a similar problem. Right, yeah. Um, so they're underfunded, mm-hmm. uh, understaffed, overworked. They have a wellness center on counts- uh they do on campus. They do. So students can go there, and they can. And Santa Fe does too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what they offer is very short-term counseling. Mm-hmm. So they'll do three or four sessions. At 
you left, they'll try and get you into a group session. Yeah, but I don't think Santa Fe does group sessions. I'm not quite sure. Mm-hmm. I have to find out. But they'll refer you out. Well, now, I remember I was a Santa Fe student, and I needed a lot of help. Uh, I was at a place, you know, I was younger, and I was at a place where... Fashion help, or... <sighs> um, yes. Um, as a matter of fact... Uh, no, I think I was, was pretty dapper. Jinkos I think I was a dapper and... little GQ. <laughs> a little dapper GQ Suspenders. when I was going to... I mean, I did do a little back-to-school shopping before I went. Okay, okay, You know, okay. at Belk's. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. What's well, wrong with no. Do we still have a Belks? No, I don't. I think they just Larry, closed. Larry, so what's wrong with Belks? What's wrong with Belks? Nothing, Larry. You just have to have a discerning eye there. Okay. There might be options. There might be options. Wait. Not what you're wearing now, I but... Sh- the- <laughs> <laughs> oh, saying. my God. Okay. So this you needed... So did you actually seek um, counseling while you I were did. at Santa I, saw, I sought mm-hmm. counseling, and, and I don't mm-hmm. know that it was... I don't, I don't know. There, there's two parts to this. Mm-hmm. Number one, I was... Um, part of a club organization for LGBT people, mm-hmm. uh, an alliance. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of people who are approaching me about needing mental health as the president of the organization mm-hmm. that I was desperately not prepared for right. at yeah. all. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And then for myself, I was seeking assistance from the counselors at the school and they were more like school counselors. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a difference. They were like, we can tell you what kind of job we think you're right for, <laughs> yeah. but... Yeah, and but they were like, but like, you know, the fact that, you know, you may have these potential problems or mm-hmm. that you have other problems of other students mm-hmm. that you're trying to deal with and you don't know how to deal mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they weren't prepared for that and they did, didn't really have a resource at the time. What decade was this? De- what decade? <laughs> it was late 90s. <laughs> It was the late 90s, early oh 2000s. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. It's 20 years ago. It is a fair question. It's 20 oh, years ago. man. A brutally fair question. <laughs> so, I will say today that they have... Bang of old age, though. So it's they good. have transitioned. So, everybody that, that is at the counseling center, whether it's UF or Santa Fe, is a licensed clinician mm-hmm. so they're that's that's their main goal now a days if you want like the the dual like timmy and my my daughter Allie are dual enrolled at santa fe so they have their own counselors that they go to for you know the high school counseling crap mm-hmm. which for like advising yeah okay they do that right but i think we call them advisors and then counselors well and so mm-hmm. so that's the decision. i get it but that, that wasn't the case back then that wasn't the case, case yeah the, that's these guys did both roles, and they were licensed therapists well, then they that were sucked. working with students. Yeah, but I mean, I remember telling my counselor that I was um, I was gay, and that like brought a massive amount of fear mm-hmm. on his face. He was like, "I don't know how to handle it," and that's why this. my dissertation is on what it's on. Right? Yeah. It was real intense. I felt very rejected. Yeah, um, and I mean, it, it really impacted my ability to continue doing uh, continued education right. because I was like, I'm dealing with all this stuff on my own. I don't have any help or support, and I don't really know how to get there. Yeah, it was a well, and that's that's you know what we find with with um, especially in the South is that you still have a residual anti-LGBTQ perspective because mm-hmm. there's lots of uh, not a lot of training at the time. So mm-hmm. back then it would have been oh. I don't know. Back then, they Pretty were still minimal. using rotary phones. So <laughs> let's talk about that. Well, then you recommend therapy for everyone. 
I think everybody at some point could could, could generally use some therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, even therapists, we we have our own therapist. If oh, we're sure. Smart. Well, and I mean, yeah, you're giving away so much of yourself mm-hmm. in these conversations. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I I guess you at some point you learn how to detach your own well being from mm-hmm. you do that. But I don't. I would imagine that it's not always one hundred percent. Nope. Um, you've talked about this before. You've had scenarios where someone is physical in a, in a physically abusive relationship, and, and that makes your hairs oh, it, stand up on edge. It makes me sick. Yeah. 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 So you can't always detach from that, and you do need some, some mm-hmm. help. But what about um, some of these e counseling and online texting, or, you know, these text therapy mm-hmm. scenarios? Do you have any thoughts about those? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, they can be effective for some people. It really depends on, on what you're taking in there. So it's a relatively new branch of therapy. Um, theoretically, everybody on those sites has to be licensed as a therapist. Hmm. And so the first thing I would say is if you're looking to go that route, make sure that they have only licensed therapists, mm-hmm. not life coaches, not all this other stuff, but a licensed therapist. I think it's helpful for things that can be solved like very simply. Mm-hmm. So I have this problem with Bud. Mm-hmm. And no, well, yeah, I was thinking I have a fashion challenge with Bud, but okay. Uh, uh, just the is that that I only wear black t-shirts? Continues to wear no, only black bald. t-shirts. With, I don't like bald people. With, oh my god! With stains Sasha on the front Lord, of I thought she changed the world for the better. <laughs> I thought she did. But if it's if it's something that's like has a has a very kind of superficial very quick fix to it mm. I think that's fine but a lot of times what's an example of something so so for example I could see my kids going to e-therapy because I pissed them off you know mm-hmm. for something right you know dad but pissed me major. off again nothing major right you know dad pissed me off he took my keys uh-huh. how do I get past this <laughs> right oh sure 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 right but right. dad abusing me as a child mm-hmm. and now I'm having difficulties in my relationship that's a whole different thing mm-hmm. because you have to go back and resolve you know, earlier earlier shit mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, and see how it impacts that this. context is important to mm-hmm. try and help solve that mm-hmm. challenge and a lot of folks will say you know I can I can do everything through e-therapy and I just don't think it's true well I had my own experience with uh, how much e-therapy. did you pay for it can I ask that it was expensive that? Um, I think I was paying something like a hundred something a month oh Jesus yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, it depends you on your level more? of access, right? Oh, okay. So, like, if you want access to Just a the therapist every single day, that's going to cost. I mean, you're expecting a response every day from a mm-hmm. therapist. Uh-huh. That's the more expensive one. Mm-hmm. If you're expecting two responses a week, you're going to pay less. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you can get away with some things. And honestly, they have really good, or at least what I've seen, they want people to get into it. So, they give you a lot of like opportunities to get reduced rates mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. well and then so then you do that and then it, the price goes up so mm-hmm. then you cancel and then you do that again and then the price goes back up and then you do that again you know the reality at is at least that's what i did most therapists uh, once they like my policy is once i know who you are and i know your situation your background mm-hmm. if you want to do you know e-therapy or you want to do text therapy i'll i'll do that mm-hmm. you know it's it's a different pay scale right than than uh, the normal but a lot of therapists will do that, but not 
starting out because I want to know, I want to be able to see you and know what your situation is, know where you are, what resources are in your community. So if the shit hits the fan, I know who to call and where to go. Speaking of shit hitting the fan, let's talk about sex. Okay. Uh, uh, this, is this where we're plugging Pure for Men again? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for explaining what it was. Oh, I my God. Sure. Now, you were saying that sometimes it's like it has long-term damaging effects? No, I didn't no, say that. It makes you fart oh. a lot. It just it makes you fart. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which could be long-term damaging effects to your relationship. Right. And your self-esteem. <laughs> okay. And it carries on from there, right? Where, where do you buy it? It's online? I oh. think you could just buy it at is that true? I think I don't know. We don't somebody, know. We somebody said we that you can buy it from Walmart. Successful yet on? on I know Friday. I haven't tried it. I got a I colon cleanser it. At, at CVS the other night. My kids are like, "What are you doing that for?" I said, "Because I'm so full of shit. I just need to clear it out." <laughs> it's just a fiber supplement. That's all it is. I think it's a yeah. You really could just eat broccoli or uh-uh. cauliflower no. and live on. Move on. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Larry vegetables. is a is a carnivore yes. through and through. Not, but you don't eat any vegetables. I try not to. Uh-uh. <laughs> you too. That's no. That's not true. I love cauliflower and broccoli. Okay. Those all are right, two, right. two of my favorites. I'll eat, I'll eat green beans, peas, black eyed peas. Um, greens, beans, collard greens. <laughs> That's so country. Those are the countryest vegetables I can imagine, except collards. Yeah. Well, sex is. I don't eat collards. So you're also um, a sex therapist. Yes. Sex uh-huh. counselor. It's most of what I do. Yeah. What it, it's most of what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is your area of study, right? Okay. Now, and you just got back from a conference too, mm-hmm. where you learned a lot of interesting. It was very progressive. Well, yeah, so well, the parts I took were progressive. <laughs> the, the, how you and participated. They literally, they literally they put us out in tents outside of the main building because they didn't want us inside the main building, <laughs> which was really funny because, I mean, one of it was, you know, porn and, uh-huh. you know, can it be an addiction? Can it uh-huh. be an addiction? Oh, so, for, sure. Um, for sure. And so here I am in this, in this tent, in this big wedding tent thing with about 60 other people watching porn <laughs> and which would was have been it a, good porn no it was oh. not good porn it was, was it like cakefarts.com or yeah, something it was, like that uh, <laughs> uh, you leave that poor innocent woman out of this <laughs> conversation she is just trying to make her rent okay but what okay. made it worse was most of these pe- most of these people were in their 70s uh-huh so i'm watching this like, and they were watching, watching like Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and there were some claps. You know? Oh yeah! Oh, yeah! Wow! Good job. What did they? What did? What did like you... the overture ended. Like someone just finished their solo. <laughs> what, did they, what did they clap for? Um, just the, when they come, when, when they like ejaculate or something. No, like it that. was uh, just random. In oh, the middle of random. a sex scene, it would be a. I'm like, what the hell did I miss? I he, checked, <laughs> he checked in with her. He was like, is this okay with you? And she's like, yes, that's yeah. okay. And they were like, oh, wonderful. This is great. <laughs> now, did, oh, he's putting on a condom. Well, I love like, that. <laughs> so there were the, it, was, it was more on the lines of ethical porn. Right, so, for sure. So you know what ethical porn is? Uh, sounds boring, but... No, I know, it's not the kind of porn I watch. I'm certain, I'm certain it's not the kind of porn I watch. Uh, no, so I wonder... Sort of. I wonder if we I can drag... Little, I wonder if we can drag Jess for just a second. Because Jack, Jess... Jess uh, our, we're going to drag her? Our, product, our production oh my manager. God. Well, She's I wonder producer. if we can. Because, you know, she admitted that one of the ways that she gets off is by <laughs> getting the man Did to compliment know? her... 
like setting him up to compliment her. Uh-huh. As, that's she one of the an ways. Evil she, genius. Yeah, which all the gay men were like, "Huh, that's interesting." Genius. But it, but is it ethical, right? Like manipulating somebody to get. I think that's such a little thing. I think, it's, I think it's fine. I'm not actually sure what ethical means in porn because I don't know. I mean, like it's hard to it's hard to know. So am I not supposed to be watching rape porn? Is that right? Right. Well, uh, so so the primary thing with ethical porn is is that one it's uh, porn that you pay for two that the <laughs> I can't remember the last time I paid for porn <laughs> right you unethical porn user wow right. wait so I can't have free porn well okay these people are working for money so by pirating porn I guess then then you're well it's not, not even pirating I'm so just it's watching like, amateur it's like, porn it's like um, is amateur porn not porn ethical. Home? Yeah, 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 well, yeah, but, yeah. But even more, most of the amateur porn really is an amateur porn. It's, it's, they're still being paid. They call it amateur porn, or it's somebody's private porn that somebody's stolen from them. Well, that's okay. That stuff online. is all findable. <laughs> <laughs> Your ex-boyfriend was like, "I'll show her." Like revenge, <laughs> revenge, ex. This is a big thing. Revenge porn is revenge porn that's, acceptable? That's like that the worst good. of the worst. Yeah, I feel like. that seems very unethical to me. There's a, that's like actually illegal. You could totally be prosecuted for that in some states, not in Florida. Oh, what about like? Oh, I have a really <laughs> you got important some videos question. to post. What about um, like condom versus no condom porn? Is that an ethical, ethical. issue? Well, it, it would become an ethical issue if there was a disagreement in between the actors. So if they were being forced to practice in a manner that they didn't feel was safe, then that would be unethical. Do you know what it's called? Okay, there's a, there's this this bareback. It's called bareback. No, there. I know. What, I know what that is. No, there's this rash of porn that's been popping up that I don't hate. That is. Um, <laughs> oh god, this is. A, I'm blushing already. I can't remember the name of it, but it's where the top takes the condom off during stealth. Stealth. That's it. Thank you. I can't believe I know what it is. Uh huh. She you knew know it right everything away. about porn. <laughs> It's so, called stealth. It's where the it's, it's like stealth bareback or stealth porn or something. Stealth, yeah, it kind of it gives me the heebie-jeebies to be honest. But Very okay, excited. so stealth, so stealth porn is where uh, without telling the receiver that the the uh, giver is removed to the condom mm-hmm. during bareback, right? Mm-hmm. Without consent. Yes. So now that's like a construct that I'm certain the receiver knows about w- before they shoot the porn but i don't think i mean that's definitely not ethical right no, like <laughs> right not, like in real life not if you're going surprise <laughs> yeah no, no so what else is eth- so i have to pay for it all right so you have to pay pay for it uh-huh. um the 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 actors have to be equitably treated so they have to be on board with what's going on. There can't be any force, any will. You're not drugging them to do. Their I was job. just gonna say drugs is a big thing. Using drugs to right. make it through some of the. So a lot of the ethical situations. porn is non-drug mm-hmm. Uh, related. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and let's just go to Granny.com from now on. You know that this conference is like setting up new fetishes, right? It's like, <laughs> how, oh, that's against the rules. Hold on, perfect. What's... Well, but but it's in the context of you know, is porn inherently bad? And, right. And does porn contribute to? I, so this is an essay that I've read. Is uh, does it contribute to rape culture? And this person argued yes absolutely mm-hmm. all porn contributes to rape culture right but you have but, a different perspective i mean that's an yeah I, I, I don't think you know there, there's no correlation in any studies that shows that use of porn has 
in and of itself a negative impact on people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it can become problematic, uh, like in Bud's case, if, if that's your primary source of, you know, sexual gratification. I am having an orgy with me and my five fingers. It's a six, a six participant orgy, I call it. Okay. So if that's your main, <laughs> your main source of sexual gratification, then that might be a problem. Why? Well, because also I object. (laughs) Is this called onanism? Baloney. Where's the word? What's there's an O word for masturbate. What is it? An O orgasm? No, it's like onan onanism. Onanism. I'll look it up. You go ahead, Larry. No, but being single and using porn usually is not a problem. Mm. But typically, when you choose to be single and you choose porn over relationships, I guess is what I'm saying. Oh, then sure. that can be a problem. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> so we just need to get... Well, in. we've learned a lot today. So no. we... <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm imagining like there's darts with different... I'm going to go check different... myself into the Meridian Behavioral Healthcare Center. No, they don't deal with sex. Oh, damn it. Uh, and, and for the record, well, I, I don't recommend people go to the murder. I'm, okay, gotcha. I don't. Okay. Ah, well, it's man. just... Well, well they're not going to be a sponsor. Thanks, Larry. <laughs> uh. Well, and then... Well, so one other thing I wanted to, to talk to you about is condoms versus prep. I mean, prep is something that we talk about and joke a lot about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... But I'm just curious about your perspective. I, I, I mean... I think that there are a lot of risk events. That's what they, you know, that's what they call um, unprotected sex that wasn't you weren't anticipating or it wasn't intentionally mm-hmm. uh, planned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that risk events happen more often than a lot of people realize. That's Sometimes four or five times a night for me. But <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just need a hotel room. Right. But it's harder since Craigslist to stop doing personal ads. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. Well, so I'm just kind of wondering what your perspective is on condoms versus prep. Because I will tell you, um, it's very common for a lot of gay men now mm-hmm. that they have prep to be, feel more confident about mm-hmm. having uh, um, riskier sex. Right, right, right. right, right. Condomless sex. Yeah, so uh, and I think that's why you're seeing uh, a significant rise in STIs here in Alachua County mm-hmm. and, and indeed around the country. When you look at, uh, I think the latest statistics out of California are that the STIs have have grown by about forty percent. Mm-hmm. And what do you tell somebody who is in that space where they've made the decision to stop using condoms or to not use them as regularly as they used to? Are you hurting yourself? Well, I, I think I highlight educationally the fact that prep is for one particular situation. Mm-hmm. It's it's for HIV, mm-hmm. and you still have all this other shit mm-hmm. that you have to worry about. Mm-hmm. And if you're willing to put yourself at risk to contract something, then by all means, go ahead. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of folks think, oh, you know, it's just HIV and there are other shots over here that I can, I can deal with. Mm-hmm. Well, that may or may not be true. There's a risk factor that you have to, to bring up. Right? right. So in, you know, one of my kids and all of my kids, I tell the same thing. I tell them wrap that shit up Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. one because i don't want to be a granddad right but the other is i I encourage my girls when when they when i perceived that they were potentially coming to to be sexually active uh to get on the pill 
Mm-hmm. And to own that part of who they are and to own their own sexuality in that way and to protect themselves because sometimes you don't plan. Mm-hmm. And, and with teenage <clears throat> girls, sometimes <clears throat> they don't have the opportunity to plan. Mm-hmm. So the rate of uh, and the frequency of um, sex abuse mm-hmm. and rape in, in the high schools is, is phenomenal. Is that right? Yeah. So there's still a lot of um, unre- under, underreported and unreported sexual assault mm-hmm. in high schools, date rape. In particular, oh. so is this heteronormative? Okay, so this is really far from kind of what I know because as a bearded drag queen, I don't really have a lot of interaction with that. As a 38 year old bearded drag queen, <laughs> I don't have a lot of interaction. So, do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Well, it's just a it, it's just the reality that that teen, teenage girls mm-hmm. um, are still at risk of being violated. There's, you know, even even though we've made advances. Um, so my point with my girls is sometimes you may be in a situation unintentionally that you're either going to acquiesce and give in just because of the scenario or the guy's going to be an absolute Mm -hmm, mm douchebag and better for you to have your protection Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. than now do you recommend uh, gay men use condoms and prep or just condoms I, I, I always recommend both Okay. And then you brought up something that I'm really, really interested in because this is something of a topic uh, that I've been having conversations with a lot of my friends with is about dick pic consent, right? We've gone into like this. Can this, I do my joke? Uh, yeah, we've got to D- do Hold on. Let me, can I, I'll say the yeah, word okay. and then you, you reuse it. Okay. Right? Are you right, ready? Right. Okay. So there's, you know, there's this whole <laughs> medium that exists now with Grindr mm-hmm. and People are sending dick pics even on Tinder. But, you know, the whole question here is digital consent. Digital consent. And I'm doing the robot, you guys. Are doing the robot. <laughs> there we go. And it was not a good robot. It was a good digital robot. Digital consent. Do I need to do this number right here? Where he drops the arm and it swings yep. back and forth. Okay. All right, all right. Oh, I forgot people don't see this. Right. It's okay. We'll put uh, it up on the web. <laughs> we'll have to replay it for everybody. Well, for the record, um, I don't, except from Faith Taylor, don't get dick pics. Um, <laughs> well, and I don't okay, think it's hers. But I mean, we're living in this world of Snapchat where uh-huh. these, you know, we believe this content has disappeared. However, it could be stored on somebody's mm-hmm. database. You know, Snapchat. Oh, I've got every single fucking servers, dick pic I've ever received. Right. Um, um, percent. I'm, I'm sure that I am certain, with 100% certainty, that someone has stolen my photos and used them before mm-hmm. um, um, via Grindr or oh, I don't, Tinder. I don't know that. Oh, I wish. Okay. It'd be flattering. Well, It'd be flattering. Okay. Do you know how many times <laughs> I'd be flattered. You know, I'd be flattered. Uh, do you know how many times I've been catfished? Like... By, by me? Literally every other day. <laughs> I don't learn my lesson either. I'm like, oh, you want pics? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my hole. This is what it looks like with lipstick on it. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, so I'm curious. This is shaved, not shaved. Do you have so so? There's this new there's this new medium, right? Uh-huh. That um, you know, and and so the, the, there's the consent crowd, and then there's some curiosity between when does it become unintriguing to ask for consent? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so obviously when I go on Grinder, I'm anticipating that I'll probably see a dick pic or two, whether warranted, you know, whether I asked for it or not, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, you know, in places like Tinder, but even to some extent, Facebook Messenger or text messaging 
can be um, a place that's unsafe for some people. Um, we have one person in our community who tends to to uh, message people a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, unsolicited, unrequested sexual Stuff. advances. Oh, nice! Even when it's clear that that's not the intention. But but if okay, so it's a, it's a little bit different if you're on Facebook. I think it's clear that like if you're making advances, then there's a certain point where you should stop. But then also like Grinder, I just feel like it's a little bit different. Like there's a reason people are in Grinder. It's not really for dating. It's definitely because you're bored. It's sometimes because you just want to have a conversation. But it's also because, you know, you're like, oh, maybe I'll get a dick pic this hour or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so that's like part yeah. of... No, I actually did this test. I stayed online last night uh-huh. to see how many dick pics I would get mm-hmm. overnight. Mm-hmm. Well, so I didn't I didn't actually stay online. I just left You just left your grinder open. On yeah. all night. And I got seven dick pics. That's pretty overnight. good. That's great. That's great. Without... I didn't ask for He's it. He's got a good profile. I don't Seth know. right now. Yeah. Okay. Do you set it up? A profile. No, no, no. He, he set it up. <laughs> All it's, my own content, Larry. It's a pretty good Thank branding you very scheme. Much. <laughs> it's a pretty good branding scheme. Let me pull up my grinder profile and see what I have. Do you have one? No. I, have one. Oh, okay. I, did, I did. You should. Well, actually, that'd be really it, fun. There's a funny story. So <laughs> you should catch I had um, a client who was using Grindr, and I didn't know what Grindr was. So. I downloaded it, and we were in the office, and I was looking through, you know, we're going over, All the so dick we pics. do this. Mm-hmm. No, this is before the dick pics. <laughs> and so... I, well, you're setting up a profile. No, I, well, sort of. I mean, I put my name, but that was it. I didn't right. do anything else. you just made a thing. But okay. I was trying to help him, you know, write his profile and do his stuff and figure out how to use it and <laughs> save, because I never had used it. So anyway, so... I, I left it there and and then went home that night and one of my kids said, Dad, can I use your phone? And oh, nice. <laughs> Did you get a notification? <laughs> no. Because there's a meme right now that's literally like uh, when you're sitting at the dinner table with your dad and you hear the grinder sound and he says, oops, we forgot milk and he goes, out for <laughs> It's pretty funny. Okay, so, so literally you're sitting at the table with your son and you hear your grinder message goes off and you're like Well no, it wasn't even a grinder message. It was Stack I use your phone. I go, uh-huh. Yeah, so he opened it up and there was grinder and he goes, Is there something you need to tell me? <laughs> well your son's very accepting. <laughs> My wife, however, wasn't <laughs> So, that she's used to this because I also had Tinder and, uh-huh. and you know she's so she's used to, right. to those things. And then one of my computers, my kids were not allowed to use because in my one of my classes we had to watch all these different styles of porn, and mm-hmm. so that was the porn. Styles. Computer. Oh yeah. No, we didn't talk about styles of porn. Yeah, you like did. handheld or you, you went through a lot. Yes, did you I? Did. You listed a lot of what different. Was... You, you did. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Call him out, Larry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Point of view. There's. Do you, do you have insurance? <laughs> um. Yeah. Is it Blue Cross Blue Shield? Yeah. Why? I don't accept them, but you need therapy. <laughs> No, it's no, wait, everybody blue. needs therapy. What about Let's Florida just Blue? Yeah, everybody. 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 You accept Cigna and... I do Cigna, Aetna, um, TRICARE. There's there's several. But I like I said, I, I typically don't turn anybody down. And generally speaking, in, in most of the cases, I can work out a deal with you uh, where mm. you don't have to use insurance. And it's not that much Now, I bet you could convince Larry to treat you if you buy him beer. 
Oh, yes. <laughs> well. Or Stokies. Okay. Yeah, no, Stokies, <laughs> Stokies <laughs> over beer. Oh, is Both that more priority? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm an addict. I'm a therapy for that. Trade Larry for cancer uh, sticks for therapy. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. That's a different show. Um, So let me ask you, you have a couple things coming up uh, this month, next month. Is that right? Uh, Let's see. Not not next month, but. Well, there's June. So um, based on some some stuff last month, I talked to Terry at the Pride Center, and we're going to start a. A support group mm-hmm. for young LGBTQ folk, 18 mm-hmm. to 25, and I'll meet once a week. And it's about how to develop healthy relationships, how to maintain a relationship, how to deal with internalized homophobia, um, how do you come out to your parents, how do you handle parents who are rejecting, any, and, and a whole lot of other issues that are impacting them. But basically, mental health. To, well, how does somebody? How does somebody? If they're interested, how do they? How do they get connected with that? Um, they can call the Pride Center and talk to Terry. Um, well, they don't have to talk to Terry. They can talk to the volunteer, right? That's true. Okay, oh. just letting you. They don't have to specifically request. Um, oh. Hi, yes, I'd like to speak to Terry because Terry would be pissed <laughs> no. if twenty people got. I mean, he wouldn't be pissed, but he'd be like, he'd be happy. Yeah, for sure. He might Maybe be a little a perturbed grumpy. at first, and then he'd still be happy. Yeah, he's a very, very kind. <laughs> Patient, permissive. Terry? No. Oh. Yeah, no, someone else. No, he was talking about The volunteers. The volunteers. <laughs> I was just reading so. Scott's um, grinder profile. Grinder profile. profile. <laughs> That's what I say. Uh, no, not Terry. Not Terry. <laughs> anyway, so they can they can call the Pride Center. Um, so we're going to start advertising that next week mm-hmm. and do that. And then... Um, in November, we're having a and, and, and what I, what I I guess is the only way to call it is a gay camp, right? So it's a uh-huh. LGBTQ. There's no. Is this like um, wait, but I'm wait, I'm but I'm gay or wait, but I'm straight? Like the movie. But I'm a cheerleader. But I'm a cheerleader. You mean, but I'm a cheerleader. <laughs> oh my god, I love that movie. Yeah. With RuPaul in it. It's a musical theater at this camp? I guess there could be, maybe, if you come out and do it. uh, (laughs) Wait, I can, actually. Can I be a camp counselor? (laughs) Yes, but don't touch the little boys in your... Can I be a heavy cream be a camp counselor? Wait, so what is the age group for this camp? Is it like a summer camp? No, it's in November. Oh, it's in November. November. Is it like a winter It's a weekend. It's a a fall camp. camp. Oh, that's a terrible time. (laughs) So what's the theme of the camp? Uh, Coming out. Oh, interesting. I'm coming out. So if you're like 60 and you're coming out and you're like, oh, I can go to Yeah, so the basic idea is is to have this camp experience where uh, we bring in uh, basically high schoolers, so 14 to 19, and help them to establish healthy friendships, um, work them through some some issues. Uh, How do you handle uh, coming out in in your particular experience? Um, what are resources that you could utilize uh, as you're as you're kind of formulating your identity? Mm-hmm. Um, now, are these people that I mean, they're kind of coming out already because they're coming to you, and they maybe have like permission from their parents or whatever. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's not just you go and you pick kids out of a lineup. No, and you're like you look you're like gay. you need this. Come on, come on over. Yeah. Come on over here. Yep. All right. <laughs> so um, that sounds cool. November. Yep. November, okay. let's do it. Right. Gay camp. Yeah, and so we are. We're we're actively recruiting throughout the state of Florida, and and actually up into Georgia. So I'm from Georgia. I know. Hmm. 
<laughs> Explains everything. Shocker. It does. <laughs> Your name is Bud. Oh my god, I know. It's not that Did they know you were gay when you were in Georgia? Um, I thought you were going to say when I was in my mother's womb, when they named me. Did they know you were gay when they named you? Because Bud isn't quite right. <laughs> um, yeah, I came out actually, so my mom's a lesbian, uh-huh. um, and my uh, my mom's two sisters and my grandmother's a lesbian. It's a story I tell all the time. But I came out in middle school, so I came out pretty well, young for like a kid growing up in Georgia. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. That's good. I mean, I think that's a good thing, right? So I always say that you that I feel like I kind of missed some of the experiences that regular middle schoolers and like straight middle schoolers and high schoolers had because I had to wait for so long before I was able to come out before I felt safe. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like I missed like some of the, you know, the learning lessons that you get from dating people that mm-hmm. you might actually be interested in versus mm-hmm. a beard. Right. <laughs> well, nobody else was out. Don't get it, don't get it twisted. I wasn't dating anybody. Well, um, but I did come out to, you know, friends and sure, eventually sure, everyone yeah, at school. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's part of it is, is that, you know, a lot of these kids may have come out to a subsection of their, their friend network or their family network, but that doesn't mean that they're accepted in society as a whole. Mm-hmm. So with that comes, uh, especially if, if, if you are like many kids in the South and your parents require you to go to church, working within and living within a, a, a setting that rejects your, your basic identity and tells you you're going to hell and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So part of it is is trying to foster that that sense that no God does not hate you just because you're gay. Um, God hates you for other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I was really like, oh man, I could do something with that, uh, but you already got there. Got All right. <laughs> <laughs> he knew where the joke was going. He started it that way. It's <laughs> good, yeah. but it won't it's be good. a religious camp. Really, it'll be um, it'll be more of a therapeutic. Kind cool. Of how to come out. That sounds yeah. like fun. And then you get to learn how to answer the question, how's my head? Which is... 3.7. Mm-hmm. 3.7. Uh, mine was a 3.2, actually. There's got Scott, to be that. Scott, that's Scott how's like your head? I'm sorry, who? Uh, oh. Heavy, how's your head? Well, okay, so I've had a lot of complaints lately uh-huh. um, from ex-boyfriends. Oh, okay. Uh, from boyfriends uh-huh. of the tricks that I've slept with. They're complaining that they're finding glitter on their dick and glitter in their assholes. So oh, wow. You go problem. all the way down I and around. The glitter in the taint. Yeah. And they're not mad that I did this. That's the pro- They're just mad that there's now glitter in their apartment that they have to try. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Absolutely. Uh-huh. There's glitter in the washing machine, glitter in my tidy whities <laughs> Everywhere. Tidy yeah. whities You don't wear tidy whities I don't wear anything. Ah! Sex therapist okay. Larry right. doesn't wear underwear. I think that's a good part to end on now that I'm blushing. Larry, thank you so much for coming on and Thanks. talking to us. This is a great episode. I can't wait for people to hear it. And hopefully we'll get to have you back again sometime soon. Anytime. As Alaska says, bye. bye. <laughs>